Well, first of all, welcome to the show. It's uh, great to have you on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, all right. So I think we're going to start with um, the local teams, uh, since we're here in Los Angeles. Um, okay. And we'll start with the Angels. Uh, the Angels were the best team in baseball this regular season. Uh, what do you think about their chances to be the best team at the end of October? I don't feel good about them at all. I think their starting pitching is in trouble. Uh, they lost Garrett Richards. Matt Shoemaker looks promising. He's got an oblique injury. He threw a bullpen session. They're saying that uh, there's a good chance he'll be able to make it back into the rotation, but that's a maybe. So you've got kind of one reliable starter, Jared Weaver. Wilson's been pretty shaky all year long. Who even knows the number four? And maybe Shoemaker's healthy. That makes me nervous. So the Angels obviously rolled up the best record in all baseball during the regular season, and that's great. But a lot of that was Richards and to some extent Shoemaker. And without that, even with the best offense in baseball, makes me wonder if they're going to be able to beat the much tougher competition in the postseason. I don't feel all that great about the World Series chances. Um, so you don't think that uh, Mike Trout and company can uh, keep the ship afloat? I think anybody can do anything. Even, you know, pick your least likely team. If you get the road team in the wild card games have a chance to win the World Series, it's certainly possible. I just don't would not bet on the Angels as the favorite, even though they have the best record. Sounds good. Um, all right, and uh, heading on to the Dodgers, uh, do you think this is the year that uh, they overtake the cards? I'm not sure either of those teams are really going to win the pennant, to be honest with you. The Nationals might be the best team in the National League uh, this year. If you look at their balance, uh, they've got great pitching. They've got a good balanced offense. They've built a nice bench. The bullpen's good. I mean, the defense. And they've got really just about every element you could want. The Dodgers have a lot of stars. I mean, if you have Clayton Kershaw going up against anybody, you have to like your chances. But it's sort of a little bit of a stars and scrubs team. They've got some uh, weaknesses on the roster, particularly in the bullpen. Kenley Jansen's a great closer, but to get to Kenley Jansen, it, it, it's rough. You know? So we're going to have to see Kershaw go really deep into games and Greinke go really deep into games. And then maybe Dan Heron and Ryu do the same. And it's possible. I mean, that could certainly happen. Uh, but that, you know, I'm not 100% positive that's going to necessarily be the case. I think the Nationals just kind of match up well against anybody. Again, these are all slim margins. These are short series in a five-game series, let alone a one-game wild card situation. Any team could win, obviously. But I just look at it and I say that, you know, from top to bottom, if I had to pick one team, I give a slight edge actually to Washington. Um, and so we got the, the wild card games. Coming up, uh, who do you have in the AL wildcard, KC or Oakland? Again, one game, so it's pretty much flipping a coin, and you know we could draw out whatever insight we want, but it's a small sample, and absolutely anything can happen. You know, having said that, I think Oakland was a good shot at it. People are maybe overreacting a little bit to the way that they fell off in the second half. Uh, the theory is, oh, they traded Cespedes, they're no good anymore. But there were all these unlucky things that happened. There were a couple of injuries or a bunch of slumps and whatever. But if you look at it and you say, well, this is the best team in baseball two months ago, and they acquired Lester and Samarja, how is it that they're so bad now? I don't think they're bad now. I think they just happen to be playing poorly heading into the playoffs. Uh, but we did a study over at 538.com, which is the sister site of Grandland, and we said, all right, let's look at all the numbers going back to 1969. Is there any correlation between a team backing into the playoffs, meaning losing down the stretch, and playing poorly in the playoffs? Can, does one lead to the other? And In fact, we found, no, there is no correlation doesn't matter at all if you're hot or cold or whatever coming into the playoffs. Momentum doesn't exist. So if I'm saying, okay, well, then who's the better team? I look at it and I think, mm, well, you know, Oakland, again, two months ago, great, great club. They ran into a slump. There's no reason to believe they're in bad shape. So I think they have a chance to win this wild card game against Kansas City. And not only that, I think if they get into a situation where they're in the ALDS and ALCS or whatever, they have a pretty good chance to win the pennant. I'm not sure that the Angels are better than them or the Orioles or the Tigers. I think Oakland has an excellent possibility to win it. 
And uh, heading over to the NL wild card, uh, how about my Buccos? Uh, do you think they have a chance to make a splash in the postseason? It was an interesting move to start Liriano and Cole over the weekend. Obviously, the Pirates were trying to win the division, and there was you know, certainly a lot of merit to that. Had they been able to pass the Cardinals, then they wouldn't have to deal with this playoff, play-in. Uh, as it is now, they're going to start Edison Volquez on Tuesday. Volquez has had a pretty good season from the superficial statistical standpoint. He's got a low ERA and a uh, pretty good one-loss record and so forth. Not the best pitcher, though. I mean, he really does benefit a lot from defense. The Pirates do bail him out quite a bit. Uh, he walks too many guys, too many wild pitches, whatever. So he's susceptible uh, to some damage, especially against a better team. And the Giants are a better team. And when you look at Madison Bumgarner uh, going for the Giants, I mean, that is their ace. They managed to line up their best pitcher for this game. So, you know, if you're just talking about the little advantages, I would go San Francisco. But the game is in Pittsburgh. And, again, it's one game and anything can happen. And the best team doesn't necessarily win. I think the Giants might be a slightly better team than the Pirates are. But that means – Virtually nothing. It's nine innings. Absolutely anything. Yeah, uh, as we learned last year, things can get kind of crazy in those wild card play-ins for sure. Uh, now, is there a player that maybe we should watch out for that maybe might not be on people's radars in this postseason? Uh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I guess if you look at it, you say Baltimore, the way that they've stacked up this season, they've lost. Matt Wieters and Manny Machado and Chris Davis, and they've been able to fill in with other guys. And one of those guys is Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce is a journeyman. He's 31 years old. Uh, he had 15 career home runs heading into the season, and he's got more than that just in this year. He, he played several years before that, and he's over 20 this season. He's been very, very good for them, nice source of power. And it could be a guy like that, you know, a guy who really people known to somebody to people in that market, but not necessarily nationally, who steps forward. Somebody like a Pierce who fills in, or maybe a shoemaker for the Angels. The kind of guy that, you know, he doesn't necessarily get the big press, but because they're thrust into an important situation, uh, could become important. So those would be two of the biggest for me. Sounds good. And uh, I got one more question for you. Uh, Sean, my producer here, and I have been arguing about who should win the NL MVP. Uh, do you have a take on that? Yeah, Clayton Kershaw should win the NL MVP. And it's not close. He's by far been the best player in the National League this year. Uh, you look at some of the best position players, and they've all got injuries on their resume. I could make a case for you for Yadier Molina, but he missed a whole bunch of time. I could make a case for you for Andrew McCutcheon. But he spent time on the DL. Not a ton of time, but he was out for a few weeks. Mike, uh, Mike and Giancarlo Stanton, same thing, you know, season-ending injury, and he was going very well. So you look at it, you say, yes, Kershaw spent all this time on the DL, but so did these other guys. So you get down to it, and you say, all right, well, who affected play the most? Well, you know, you, well, sorry, pitchers only go every five days position players play every day, but if you're talking about batter's face, how many batters does the top starting pitcher face versus how many at-bats does the top guy in the league get? First of all, more batters than McCutcheon has at-bat, or than Stanton has at-bat, or than Molina has at-bat, or whatever. And in terms of dominance of play, I think it's pretty clear that Clayton Kershaw has been the most dominant guy as far as an outing-to-outing -outing basis. So there really is no argument. I think the only argument that people can kind of fall back on is, well, pitchers have the Cy Young and already, so why should they be eligible for another award? And the answer to that is it's right there on the ballot. The DBWA, the Baseball Writers Association of America, puts out a ballot every year, and on the ballot are instructions. And one of the instructions is you can vote for position players, of course, but please do not exclude designated hitters or pitchers. They are as much candidates as anybody else. So once that's been codified by the BBWA, once you look at the rest of the field, good players, but guys have missed time, and then you look at Kershaw's resume, you say, it has to be Clayton Kershaw. If I had a vote, I don't. I'm voting for Ann Orthy of the Year this year, but not MVP. But if I had a vote, it would definitely be for Clayton Kershaw. 
Yeah, he's been uh, he's been something else. Um, so, who's your ultimate uh, pick to win the World Series? Oh, I mean, I guess I'll pick the Nationals. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I did pick the Dodgers over the Tigers, and that's certainly possible. I mean, both of those teams obviously got in, and they're in good shape. Uh, but just in terms of where the teams are right now, where they're positioned, the Nationals look better than anybody else. But the margins are so slim. Picking any one team out of 10 is a losing proposition. I mean, you know, the best odds you're talking about is that maybe they're a 15 or 20% chance to win it. So, you know, if I'm saying that the Nationals have a 20% chance to win it, then maybe the Dodgers have an 18% chance and the Tigers have a 17% chance and the Orioles have a 14% chance, and you get down to it and it's very, very close. So you can take that for whatever it's worth with my pick to win the World Series, but honestly, the only reasonable way to judge uh, whether a person knows what they're talking about it or not is to look at the preseason picks because at least you're betting over 162 games as opposed to a one-game play-in or a five-game series or a seven-game series, where, again, almost anything can happen. All right, well... Jonah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, it means a lot to us, and uh, this has been great. Cheers. Thanks very much.